Welcome to Recollections. A note that today, we're venturing outside the collections of the Reese Museum to look at a piece of art on display on campus at East Tennessee State University. To me, looking at this, oh man, it just evokes the period. The, the one gentleman with the, uh, the hat, he's got on the blue work shirt and he just looks like he's just put a cigarette in and he's putting the pack of cigarettes back in one of those overall pockets. Uh, I've seen him. You know, I, I can't say I've seen him, but you know what I mean. I've seen that person with those blue, those old worn overalls and that, that exact kind of shirt and that hat. In fact, it, it reminds me a little bit of my grandfather. Dr. Tom Lee, an associate professor in the Department of History, is describing a man in a mural that hangs in the shared library. The mural is huge. It's 16 feet wide and 8 feet tall. And the man Dr. Lee is looking at is one amongst dozens of intriguing characters moving about in a busy rural landscape. It is a a fairly chaotic painting. What I see when I look at it, first and foremost, are sort of the people, predominantly country people, especially in the foreground. And they're uh, kind of huddled around the front of a truck. Uh, There are cattle in the truck. Just behind it is a locomotive and a coal car that you can see from the East Tennessee and Western North Carolina Railroad. See an engineer, a brakeman. And then a little further back, behind the locomotive and the coal car, we have stacks of lumber. And then even further back, smokestacks of an industrial nature. And then the very furthest background, you see the mountains. This mural, titled Eastern Tennessee, was painted in 1940 by a New York artist named Wendell Jones. Jones was paid to produce the mural by the Treasury Relief Art Project, a federal arts project created during the Great Depression, and it originally hung in a Johnson City post office. Dr. Lee notes that from the coal train and lumber stacks to the countrymen and women in their work coats and overalls, Jones was illustrating a region in transition. For the whole period in the early 20th century, from I think about 1900 to 1950, really a lot of farm families, whether they're mountain, whether they're valley, they're, they're facing pressures on their capacity to continue farming. You know, you have more and more people who are ultimately reversing the, the traditional relationship between farm and factory. You know, you have more and more people who are working off the farm to make a living, and then they farm on the side. And for me, in part, I mean, this painting just sits right in the middle of that process. When this painting was created, Northeast Tennessee, like much of Appalachia, was part of a complex mix of local, national, and international industries. Jones's mural reflects the kind of work that rural men and women were doing at the time. Coal mining, timbering, and working in newly established factories that produced anything from furniture to synthetics. Parts of this painting also hint at how this work kept Appalachians on the move. Right in the middle of the painting is the truck mentioned by Dr. Lee. A woman is tying up three cows in the truck bed, and at the front of the truck, nestled in amongst a group of people, a small family seems to be in the middle of an emotional moment. Inside the cab of the truck is uh, a woman holding a toddler, perhaps a baby, Uh, and you do see a quilt Uh, kind of flowing out of the cab's open door, uh, and a gentleman reaching through the open window of the door to either play with or comfort the child. It's hard to read the faces of these figures, but all three, even the child, appear serious and a little worried. 
Is the family moving together somewhere and taking their cows with them? Is the man outside the car door saying goodbye to his family, about to get on the train? Such scenes were happening all over Appalachia when Jones painted this mural. And this family situation reminds Dr. Lee of a story recounted by a teacher in 1926. This particular uh, teacher, her name was Bessie Hoyt, and she'd come from Eastern Carolina University. That year, Hoyt went to teach in the rural northwest corner of North Carolina. She took the train to a community called Elk Park, where she met a man with a wagon. She meets this uh, tenant farmer, Tillett Grider was his name. And so from that wagon, she gets her first experience of those mountain roads and the altitude and the height. If Bessie had expectations of what rural Appalachian life should look like, then the tenant farmer and the wagon ride might have fit the image she was expecting. But it turns out that Bessie's host family, the Cooks, didn't fit that mold. The Cooks lived in a small community called Dark Ridge, and the family included a mother, Martha Cook, and her two daughters. And they live in a, a little house, sets just off the road, and um, come to find out that uh, the husband in the family is away working in Detroit. And that's the mid-1920s, just because of opportunity. And it's not long after uh, Bessie Hoyt leaves, after her teaching is done, that the family moves to Elizabethton. Elizabethton, Tennessee, where the women in the Cook family could find work in a German rayon plant that had opened just a year or two before. Fifteen years later, when Jones painted this mural, families like the Cooks were continuing to migrate to find work. But a worldwide event was about to prompt a huge wave of migration out of the region. In the mural, just behind the cows in the truck bed, two men are sitting on a train platform. The man on the left has a newspaper spread in front of him that reads, British Invasion. World War II was underway, and these words might have referred to England's military advances into Europe or Africa. A little over a year after the mural was installed in Johnson City, America would join the war, prompting what some historians call the Great Appalachian Migration. It would pull a lot of people out of this area to the bigger industrial cities, uh, whether it's Detroit, Cleveland, Ohio, but those bigger industrial cities where there was opportunity. Those two daughters of Martha Cook, who had moved from their little home in Dark Ridge to work in the rayon plants in Elizabethton, they left the region to serve as Navy nurses during the war. When Jones created the Eastern Tennessee Mural, was he thinking about how East Tennesseans would fare just a few years down the road? I know that one of the things he believed or he sought to do was to talk to people in a given area and sort of try and discern what's important to them, what do they think is, has been important about their story. But he also looked toward the future. How do, how do you build a future that is connected to that past? I think that was, to him, a, a significant question. When Jones had the mural delivered to the Johnson City Post Office, he said in a letter to the postmaster, I think Americans like these in the picture, thoughtful, home-loving, industrious, shall never be destroyed. Jones did believe there was some kind of continuity or permanency to the lives he was portraying. And even though the people in this mural were in the midst of so much change, Jones did give a kind of weight to their lives. In his illustrations of everyday details, like the pattern of a quilt or the color of a work shirt, he gave homage to a people who, for a time at least, were bound to a life on the move.
Recollections is a production of the B. Carol Reese Museum, a unit of the Center for Appalachian Studies and Services at East Tennessee State University in Johnson City, Tennessee. This episode was produced by me, Sarah Lynch Thomason, with assistance from the staff at the Reese Museum. Special thanks to WETS for the use of their studios. You can find us at etsu.edu slash recollections, and remember to subscribe to never miss an episode.